We all know there's rules in life. There's things that work for us with our relationships with other people and just generally in our in our interaction with the physical environment. We have learned what works for us. Those are the things that we're going to keep doing until they stop working for us. But we won't give up right away, depending on how long these behaviors have been going on, how comfortable we are with them. When they, when they first stop working, our tendency is going to continue trying them until at some point we realize this behavior no longer works. That is the extinction burst. Welcome to the Individual Matters Podcast. This episode is about the extinction burst. If you have ever tried to set healthy boundaries or limits in your life, or maybe if you're trying to do that currently, this is an episode that you need to listen to. You really need to know what the extinction burst is, and I'll define that in just a minute. But more importantly, you need to know how to recognize it and what that means in terms of the approach that you're taking to set healthy boundaries and whether or not that approach is successful. An academic or technical definition of the extinction burst is a temporary increase in the intensity and or frequency of a behavior following a change in reinforcement. So what does that mean? When you attempt to set a new boundary or a new limit, through your actions, of course. And by the way, if this podcast episode is inspired by our episode nine, teaching others how to treat you, the art of boundary setting, this was actually our most watched episode on YouTube. Um, so people really seem to like that. If you haven't watched that, maybe stop here, go back and watch episode nine first. And in that episode, Dr. Dr. Katrina Caden, my wife and co-host, and I talk about how you go about setting healthy boundaries, why you set those boundaries with actions instead of words. So go back and listen to that. But to get back to extinction bursts, when you make a change in your own actions in order to protect your own ownership of your life, in order to live a, a happier, healthier, more successful life, there will be repercussions. There will be consequences in terms of how others receive that. If you're breaking the rules, as those rules have been established over many years or weeks or months or, or however long, there will be some disruption. Change is hard, and some of that behavior will not be maybe pleasant. It, it will be challenging, and the extinction burst is one example of that. So an example of will drive home this concept more than any explanation that I can give. Again, going back to the holiday season, you're out shopping, getting presents for everybody. You're coming out of a store, walking through the parking lot. You reach your vehicle, you pull out your keys, and you press the unlock button on your automatic key lock clicker. You reach for the handle, and it doesn't work. You can't open the door. The door's still locked. What do you do at this point? So the rules up till now have always been that when you click the unlock button, your door unlocks. That's where your expectations are. What do you do now that the first time you click this unlock button, your door does not unlock? In all likelihood, 
you're going to click it again. Maybe it didn't work. Maybe the frequency was blocked somehow. Maybe it didn't press down hard enough. Who knows? You're automatically, reflexively really going to click it again. You try the handle again, and it still doesn't work. Then what? Probably going to click it again. Because this has always worked for you in the past. Clicking the unlock button on your keychain has always unlocked the door, and that's what you want. That's how you know how to get what you want. So you're going to do it again. And you're going to keep on doing it until when? Well, I don't know. It'll differ for everybody, but there will be a point where you realize the lock is not going to open. Maybe the battery is dead in your clicker. Maybe the device in the vehicle is no longer working. Whatever it may be, it's time for plan B. The old approach that you have used until now is no longer working, and you need to change your behavior. But before this change occurred, you went through an increase in frequency of old behavior. So you kept clicking, 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 and probably intensity. The more frustrated you got, the, the harder you were mashing down on that button. You were really confused and getting frustrated that what has worked in the past and what you expect to work is no longer working. So that is an example of an extinction burst. The burst is the increase in intensity and or frequency of the, of the behavior. The extinction is the eventual demise, you know, the, the decrease, the ending of that behavior. But it is preceded by that burst. So that is the extinction burst. We all know there's rules in life. There's things that work for us with our relationships with other people and just generally in our, in our interaction with the physical environment. We have learned what works for us. Those are the things that we're going to keep doing and when, until they stop working for us. But we won't give up right away, depending on how long these behaviors have been going on, how comfortable we are with them. When they, when they first stop working, our tendency is going to continue trying them until at some point we realize this behavior no longer works. That is the extinction burst. Here's another example, and this is a really common one. You can Google it. You can get on YouTube. There's videos. There's some really good videos about uh, that use this example. Your next-door neighbor tends to show up at your door unannounced every day or almost every day. Let's put aside for the moment whether you enjoy their company or not, what their personality is, um, those kinds of things. For whatever reason, maybe you're an introvert. Maybe you like private time. Maybe you like to make sure you're looking your best when you answer the door. Maybe your home is your castle and you just you like to feel safe and you like to know what's coming. Um, you don't appreciate unannounced visitors. This has been going on for some time, maybe for weeks, months, years. And so you have taught your neighbor that when they come over, and ring your doorbell, you answer the door. And you don't want to do that anymore. As I said, you may enjoy seeing your neighbor. It's nothing against them. Maybe sometimes you just don't have the energy to talk. Maybe it's you, you feel bad about uh, appearing as if you're rejecting them. Maybe you're not good at ending the conversation quickly if you're not in the mood to talk, whatever it may be. Your decision is to set a new boundary and that boundary you're going to set through your actions, not through your words. 
So you're not going to tell the neighbor what you're doing or what you're expecting or what the new rules are. You're going to model them. As the saying goes, actions speak louder than words. From now on, you're only going to answer the door when it is preceded by a phone call or text. So let's see how this goes. Today, your neighbor comes over. He sees your car in the driveway, which tells him, as it always has every other day, that you're home. It's 11 o'clock or whatever, whatever time he usually comes over or maybe comes over at random times. He walks up to your door and rings the doorbell. This is the behavior that has been going on for a long time based on the rules that the two of you have established through repetition. His expectation is that you're going to answer that door. When you don't answer that door, what is he going to do next? If you think back to the car key example, you know what the answer is. He's going to ring the doorbell again. And again, you don't answer. Does he walk away? Does he go back to his house? Well, of course, this all depends on his personality and and all these kinds of things. But let's say he decides to ring the doorbell again. He's going to uh, increase the frequency of the old behavior that got him what he wanted, which was for you to answer the door. When this still doesn't work, maybe he knocks on the door, then steps back, looks over at the driveway, sees your car. Yep, that tells him that you're home. Steps back and maybe looks at the house number just to make sure he's in the right place, and then knocks on the door again. You still don't answer. Perhaps he peeks through a window or steps over to the side into your lawn and looks through your parlor living room window. Now again, depending on his personality and how how insistent he is on talking with you or how worried he might be about you, possibly, his behavior is going to increase. He's going to do more things and he might do them more intensely, meaning he may holler through the window or he may walk over to the side of your house and peek over the fence or whatever. These are all extinction burst type behaviors. Now, if you're setting a boundary with your actions, you are not going to answer that door. Eventually, he'll probably go back home and maybe he calls you to make sure that you're okay. You answer the phone because that's what you want. And he says, oh, you didn't answer. Uh, I, I, you know, I just came over to, to say hello. Oh, thanks, Jim. Thanks for calling. I appreciate your call. Yeah, come on over. And there you go. You've set that boundary with an action and he'll come over and uh, hopefully over time, he will be accustomed to this new behavior. He will understand that you do not answer the door unannounced and that you do answer the door typically after a phone call or a text. Again, you're setting this boundary with your actions, not your words. A couple things to think about here. One, if after three knocks, you answer the door or after a peeking in the window, he sees you standing in the living room and then you go answer the door. There's a couple of problems here. First of all, the message that you are giving him is that after so many knocks or so many doorbell rings or so so much uh, increase in intensity of old behaviors that he's going to get what he wants. This is not good. Because now he's learning, you're teaching him that if he escalates, if he intensifies his behavior enough, it will get him what he wants. 
if you answer the door sometimes when he does this and not other times, this is intermittent reinforcement, meaning sometimes he gets it and sometimes he doesn't. This is one of the most powerful reinforcement processes. Think about going to Las Vegas and gambling. That's intermittent reinforcement. Sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. It's addictive. And if this is the approach that you take with him, you're not going to cure this behavior. This is going to be devastating to your attempt to set new boundaries through actions. So you cannot intermittently reinforce. Um, the other thing is, is if, if after the third doorbell ring or knock, you open the door and say, Jim, how are you? Good to see you. Hey, I just wanted to let you know, I don't, I, I really feel more comfortable if you'll call or text before I open the door. Well, then you've already violated your limit. Remember, you're supposed to be setting these limits with actions, not words. And the action is I answer the door following a phone call or a text. So by opening the door when you haven't gotten one and then explaining what you're going to do, you've already violated your own boundary. Again, go back and listen to episode nine about setting boundaries for more on this. Dr. Caden does a great job of explaining how you can end up violating your own uh, limits and uh, sort of uh, subverting or, or sinking your own ship in terms of, of trying to be successful with this. Okay, so those are all examples, or those are two examples of the extinction burst. Hopefully that makes sense. So just think we've all grown accustomed to certain ways of behaving, and in personal relationships, we are governed by certain rules. They may have been set implicitly, probably not explicitly. I mean, when you meet, first meet somebody, you don't sit down and say, okay, here's the rules that are going to govern our friendship. But these rules exist. We all know what to do or not to do in order to either get more pleasure or avoid pain. And we're going to keep doing those things, take those behaviors, taking those actions for as long as they work. And when they suddenly stop working, we're going to keep doing them because they always have worked. We're going to increase the intensity. We're going to increase the frequency, probably become more frustrated, maybe more desperate. It all depends on what we're talking about here. It's going to increase until we realize it's not going to work. And then we have to adjust our behavior. This is all important for setting boundaries because when you're setting a new boundary, this increase in old behavior, in the behavior that you don't want, may lead you to believe that your attempt to set a boundary is failing or that you're not doing it correctly. And you might be tempted to give in. And so hopefully you're getting from the way that I'm presenting this, hopefully you're understanding that the extinction burst is a sign that your new boundaries are working. Not that they're failing, that they're working. And you have to be, you have to recognize it for what it is and you have to be patient and, and stick to what you're doing and, and, and your approach through actions, not words. And eventually the behavior will go extinct and your new healthy boundary will be set. So I don't want to keep talking about this. Hopefully this all makes sense. It's not a super complicated concept, but it is important to remember. And it's in some ways it's counterintuitive because when you set a new limit or you, you take some action to improve your life and things seem to get worse initially, well, 
we will take that as a failure or, or you know, a, some sort of a clue that we need to adjust our approach. But where the extinction burst is concerned, in all likelihood, that burst is a sign that what you're doing is working. So hopefully that's helpful. Um, again, go back and watch episode nine and then maybe re-listen to this episode and hopefully the extinction burst will make a little bit more sense. I find the whole concept of the extinction burst to be very interesting, not just on an interpersonal level, not just on a um, you know a relationship or a parenting level or what have you, but you can actually extrapolate this out to larger uh, relationships, social, political, economic, civilizational applications of the extinction burst concept, such that whenever the world or whenever a society is going through change, you're going to have an initial increase in the old behaviors or in the old approaches that used to work. And when they don't work, people will get more desperate, more frustrated, more angry, more confused. So with all that's going on in the world today, you might be able to take this extinction burst concept and look around the world and um, not only in your own personal life, but in the things that you see going on you know, at a, at a wider level and just notice which behaviors or which actions or which events or which whatever may be extinction bursts. So while it sometimes seems that things are getting worse, in fact, they may be getting better. And the reason why they're getting better is because things are changing and people have to adapt to the changes and they have to figure out new ways of behaving that are going to work in this new rules-based system. So you can kind of think about how this might relate to you, you know, depending on whatever your concerns are, but it's a really interesting concept. Anyways, that's all that I have for today. This podcast episode went a little bit longer than I wanted, but hopefully you understand now what the extinction burst is. If you're trying to set healthy boundaries in, my, in your life, you now know to look for that extinction burst and to expect it and to understand what it represents, which in all likelihood is the successfulness of your new strategy to live a healthier, happier, more fruitful and prosperous life by setting boundaries through your own actions. And as a result, people will change their behavior and figure out what works in terms of their relationships with you. And hopefully everybody will be happier and better off for it. Thanks for listening. Hope you tune in next time. Uh, until then, have a great holidays and we'll see you back in the new year. That's it from us today. As always, you can find more information as well as resources on our website, individualmatters.org. We hope you'll join us at the next podcast where we'll continue to explore topics around successful living, learning and education, and child development, and share ways to help you live a more positive and fulfilling life. 